Good morning, radio listeners. It's Transformation Radio for Friday, April 15th. We've got a great show for you today. We've got songs to get you moving, scripture to fill your mind with. We've got affirmations today from Jody, Tyler, Sean, and Brandon. But here's Mandisa with Good Morning to Get a Start.
Boys Plant Shakers with us today. We've got a great uh, affirmation from Sean, some scripture, and then a great devotional today by Pastor Greg. Here we go. Take it away, Sean. What's up? This is Sean Hawk. I want to give an affirmation out to Dana. Dana's on fire, brother. You, you, new man, new man, Christ, bro. And uh, guys, going through you good, brother. And uh, keep it up. And I love you. Love all you guys. And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 17, verses 11 through 37. Here's a brief overview of what we'll be reading about today. Because leprosy was contagious, people who had leprosy were required to try to stay away from other people and to announce their presence if they had to come near. Sometimes leprosy would go into remission. If a leper thought his leprosy had gone away, he was supposed to present himself to a priest who could declare him clean. Jesus sent the ten lepers to the priest before they were healed, and they went. They responded in faith, and Jesus healed them on the way. Hey, is your trust in God so strong that you act on what He says even before you see evidence that it's going to work? Jesus healed all ten lepers, but only one returned to thank Him. It is possible to receive God's great gifts with an ungrateful spirit. Uh, Nine out of ten men did so. Only the thankful man, however, learned that his faith had played a role in his healing, and only grateful Christians grow in understanding. And as we continue reading here in Scripture today, we'll see the Pharisees ask when God's kingdom would come, not knowing that it had already arrived. The kingdom of God is not like an earthly kingdom with geographical boundaries. Instead, it begins with the work of God's Spirit in people's lives and in relationships. We must resist looking to institutions or programs for evidence of the progress of God's kingdom. Instead, we should look for what God is doing in people's hearts. Now, many will claim to be the Messiah, and Scripture here today warns us about this. Many will claim that the Son of Man has returned, and people will believe them. Jesus warns us never to take such reports seriously, no matter how convincing they may sound. When Jesus returns, it'll be obvious His power and presence will be evident to everyone. No one will need to spread the message, because all will see for themselves. And now let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. April 15th, the New Testament, Luke chapter 17 Verses 11 through 37. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. One day the Pharisees asked Jesus, When will the kingdom of God come? Jesus replied, The kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs. 
you won't be able to say, Here it is, or It's over there, for the kingdom of God is already among you. Then he said to his disciples, The time is coming when you will long to see the day when the Son of Man returns, but you won't see it. People will tell you, Look, there is the Son of Man, or Here he is, but don't go out and follow them. For as lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other, so it will be on the day when the Son of Man comes. But first the Son of Man must suffer terribly and be rejected by this generation. When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days the people enjoyed banquets and parties and weddings, right up to the time Noah entered his boat and the flood came and destroyed them all. And the world will be as it was in the days of Lot. People went about their daily business, eating and drinking, buying and selling, farming and building. Until the morning, Lot left Sodom. Then fire and burning sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. Yes, it will be business as usual, right up to the day when the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, a person out on the deck of the roof must not go down into the house to pack. A person out in the field must not return home. Remember what happened to Lot's wife. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. And if you let your life go, you will save it. That night, two people will be asleep in one bed. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding flour together at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. Where will this happen, Lord? the disciples asked. Jesus replied, Just as the gathering of vultures shows there is a carcass nearby, so these signs indicate that the end is near. Good morning, men. This is Pastor Delaney, and I pray that you guys are doing well today and uh, excited to get a chance to share with you today on Transformation Radio. Um, I want to share a passage of scripture that I like, and um, again, this is from Peterson's Message Bible, but part of the reason I like to use him so much is that, as I mentioned before, uh, it just speaks in language that I think uh, just brings life uh, to the Bible and makes it just seemingly more relevant, uh, to, at least to me. I hope it does to you. But I'm going to share a passage with you from Romans 8. In Romans 8, 15, in the message, it says that this life, it actually says this resurrection life. So many of you have made a decision for Christ uh, since you've been in the ministry. Um, some of you being baptized down in the, in the creek even. And when you do that, you guys have heard over and over again, whether it's from Pastor Mike or Don or Doug, one of the other guys and, and your leaders, about um, that you're now a new creation in Christ. And another way to say that is you've been given a resurrection life. Uh, you have died to the old self, and you've been resurrected into this new self, this new person that you're becoming that has amazing potential and, uh, but uh, Paul in this passage in Romans, he, he talks about what this life is about. And he says this, he says, this resurrection life you've received from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It is adventurously expectant. I love those two words together. Adventurously expectant. So I'm getting ready because I've accepted Christ to go into an adventure. 
Uh, a lot of times we'll look at uh, church services or our view of what religion may be used to have been was boring and um, repetitive and mundane. But um, Paul sitting there saying, now that you're a new creation in Christ, you have an adventurously expectant opportunity for life. And he even encourages us to greet God every day with what he says is a childlike what's next papa. So just waking up each day and saying, God, what do you got for me today? What, what is our adventure going to look like today? And that, that can happen whether you're in first phase, you know, down uh, in Vinton County or, or whether you're going to work in second phase or in the, your time of teaching in second phase or most certainly when you go to work in third and, and fourth phase. It really doesn't matter. I can greet whatever my day might entail expectantly with God. And he goes on to say this. It's really cool. He said, God's spirit touches our spirit. When we embrace this new life, God grants us and touches our spirit with his. And he begins to let us know who we are. Um, we know who he is. We know that he is our father. Um, but then he embraces us as his children. And uh, the good part about that is, is now as father and son, I'm given this great opportunity to walk out this adventure with him. And I can trust him that it's going to be pretty amazing if I allow him to direct me, to guide me, to go with me. And so my encouragement today, guys, is when you wake up in the morning, don't greet the day um, with gloom and doom. Don't greet the day uh, with a frown. Greet the day adventurously expectant, ready for God to intersect your life and do things that you didn't expect or show you things that you weren't anticipating or opening up doors that you never thought would be open. Many of you have tons of experiences like that. You need to be ready to share them. But a couple practical things that I want you to walk away with on how do I greet the day adventurously expectant? How do I say yes each day to what God has for me? And I think part of that is the night before or as you get up in the morning, if you've got time before breakfast or whatever, is spend a little time with God just listening for what this day is going to be. The Lord is already awake. Uh, he's ready to share with you. Proverbs says that. And so he's ready to download to you what his expectations are for the day. And we know that they're good. And we know that they are going to be uh, something to learn from. They're going to be something that uh, he's orchestrating. So if I don't pause to, to take a minute and listen to what that is, or I don't get into the word in the morning and you get an opportunity on here clearly, but even on your own, you know, God, what are you speaking to me? Maybe you've had an encounter at work or an encounter at the farm or in Lancaster that the Lord is using others to kind of speak something out to you. Go flesh it out. Go inspect it in the Bible. Uh, look and see where God may be taking you. And then listen for him to take you uh, where he wants you to go. And then remember how much he loves you. When it comes to this, it says God's spirit touches our spirit. We know who he is and we know who we are, father and son, father and children. He loves you so much. And because he loves you so much, and because he gave everything for you, it, it's time to return that love 
by saying yes to what he is motivating us to do. And often he motivates us into opportunities to serve other people. And so we have to remember that when we are serving others, I think Pastor West might have mentioned it this past week while we were in celebration, that you know when we are giving of ourselves, Matthew 25 stuff, when we're sharing with other people in our community or together with each other, we're expressing our love to the Father. That is an adventurous journey. Um, that's showing Jesus how much we love him for bringing us this new resurrection life, this new non-grave-tending life. A couple other real practical things to take away from today is, first of all, remember, we're going to listen. We're going to seek out God and his word. We're going to listen a little bit. We're going to allow our love for others to motivate us to diving into the adventures that God has in front of us. But the last one that I want to share with you is... I want you to always be ready to jump into action. Often we will get a little paralyzed in our walk with the Lord. Uh, we'll limit it to you know things that maybe we're doing at church. We might limit it to the curriculum that we've been given here at the refuge. Don't do that. If you feel that God is motivating you into action, you know, surrender to that. Uh, take a risk. Pursue it. If you know that uh, it, it lines up with what the Word of God is saying, if you know that you're feeling motivated by the Spirit that He's put inside of you, if you know that uh, what you're about to do or, or how you're about to serve is going to impact someone else favorably and express your love for the Lord, then uh, don't hold back the gifts and the motivation that God has given you to impact somebody else. Recently, uh, Greg Schaefer, one of our celebration graduates, had made the comment about uh, he's been praying for the Lord to interrupt his life. And while at the beginning that was stressful for him and he didn't like it, now he's jumping into action and finding great blessing by hearing from the Lord, remembering that his service is an expression of love to the Lord, and allowing the Lord to interrupt his life and being called to action. So guys, I pray that you have an adventurously expectant day uh, with the Lord as you walk through today. And I look forward to talking to you next week. God bless all of you. And thanks, Greg, for sending that in. We have uh, Jody, Tyler, and Brandon with some affirmations. We've got some more scripture and a final song for you today. You guys have a great morning, and thanks for listening to Transformation Radio. Good morning, this is Jody coming out of Columbus, giving Adrian Anderson affirmations for going down to the farm and serve. And for just being there for me whenever I need you, man. I love you, brother. Keep up the good work. Good morning. My name is Tyler Sloan. I'd like to affirm Joseph Fisher for the humility and the strength that he's, uh, initiative he's taken to uh, come back into the refuge. Brother, we've had a long road, but I am so grateful to see that you're back. This is something that I wanted to finish out with you, man. I know you're just a little bit behind me, but brother... We, we did it. I mean, we're, we're so close. But I'll be seeing you here sometime soon. Thank you. Yeah, this is Brandon Roberts. I'd like to give an affirmation to Dave Taylor and Dan Leonard. You guys just keep doing what you're doing. You guys are doing awesome. And uh, to Adrian Anderson, um, down in first phase now. Um, I'll see you soon, bro. You keep it up. You just stick with it. Psalm 84. Verses 1 through 12. Here's a brief commentary on what we'll be reading today here in Psalms. 
The writer longed to get away from the bustling world to meet God inside his dwelling place, his holy temple. We can meet God anywhere at any time. But we know that going into a church building can help us step aside from the busy mainstream of life so we can quietly meditate and pray. We find joy and strength not only in the prayers, music, lessons, and sermons, but also in fellowship with other believers in a special place. Now the pilgrimage to the temple passed through the barren valley of weeping. No specific valley has been identified. The weeping may have been a symbolic reference to the times of struggles and tears to which people must pass on their way to meet God. Growing strong in God's presence is often preceded by a journey through barren places in our lives. The person who loves to spend time with God will see his or her adversity as an opportunity to experience God's faithfulness even more deeply. If you're walking through your own valley of weeping today, be sure your pilgrimage leads toward God, not away from Him. God does not promise to give us everything we think is good, but He will not withhold what is permanently good. He'll give us the means to walk along His paths, but we must do the walking. When we obey Him, He will not hold anything back that will help us serve Him. Psalm 84, verses 1-12 through 12. For the choir director, a psalm of the descendants of Korah, to be accompanied by a stringed instrument. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of heaven's armies! I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. With my whole being, body and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow builds her nest and raises her young at a place near your altar. O Lord of heaven's armies, my King and my God, what joy for those who can live in your house, always singing your praises. Interlude. What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. When they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. They will continue to grow stronger, and each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. O Lord God of heaven's armies, hear my prayer. Listen, O God of Jacob. Interlude. O God, look with favor upon the king, our shield. Show favor to the one you have anointed. A single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. O Lord of heaven's armies, what joy for those who trust in you! Proverbs chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. The godly hate lies. The wicked cause shame and disgrace. Godliness guards the path of the blameless, but the evil are misled by sin.